Beatus Homo qui audit me et qui vigilat ad foras meas quotidie et observat ad postes postii mei. Blessed is the man that heareth me and that watcheth daily at my gates and waiteth the posts of my doors. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Some years ago I came across a painting by the German artist Hans Baldung Green. He was one of many 15th century artists who made their fortune painting portraits, portraits of the rising uh, middle class. And I'm very struck by one particular portrait. It depicts a prosperous young fellow. At first glance, he's rather pleased with himself when he poses. And to show off his prosperity, he's wearing a velvet coat with a warm fur collar. And he has a pearl gray cap that nicely sets off his ginger hair and picks up the gray blue of his eyes. The artist clearly knew what he was doing. But there's something else. In this prosperous young burger's hand, we see a rosary. Not any sort of rosary, mind you. It's the kind of rosary that a prosperous young man about town would be proud to be seen with. And the young man's rosary beads are in some way central to the whole painting and are the key to the painting. The hand emerging from the russet sleeve draws the eye straight to the beads. And looking closely and counting the beads, one discovers that he is right in the middle of a decade of the rosary, having completed five aves. And his rosary with the large pearl gray potter bead is beautifully crafted. Now, if you allow your eye to travel up from the large potter bead to the very top of the painting, what do you see? An owl attacking a bird on a branch. What is the painter saying? Is he intimating that the prayer of the rosary comes between the soul, depicted by the bird on the branch, and the owl? The owl being, of course, a bird of prey. 
the bird of the night? Is he suggesting that the young man is using the rosary to pray his way out of danger, out of conflict? Perhaps, but another meaning is possible. The owl is an image of Christ who chooses to hide himself in the dark night faith. The wise owl. He comes not to attack the soul, praying like a bird on a branch, but to make his mystic presence known in the night. Now, when I studied this portrait, I looked very closely at the chap's face. I saw no conflict there. It seemed to me rather that he was pondering one of the mysteries of the rosary, and also pondering his own future. I would guess by the features of the young man in the painting. He would have been in his mid-twenties, so probably pondering his vocation. At least that's what I saw. The beads passing through his fingers represent the passage of time. And perhaps the rosary has induced him to make a change in his life. Will he forsake his dandy cap and exchange his fashionable coat with the fur collar for the habit of monastic conversion? With the rosary, all things are possible. One wonders if the rosary was not for him the means of a gradual conversion of heart. Nothing attacks the naughty roots of the seven capital sins as effectively as the prayer of the rosary. The rosary is, well, Father Marie-Joseph Lagrange called it that by which one decapitates spiritual pride. The rosary is the undoing of pride, covetousness, lust, anger, gluttony, and sloth. An old Dominican confessor of mine, I've told you this story many times, but it always bears telling again. After every confession, he would lean into the grill of the confessional. And he would ask, do you pray the rosary, son? Ah, from my side, I would say, yes, father. And then he would say, then everything will turn out all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found that a very good bit of advice. Everything will turn out all right. Pray the rosary. And I imagine that this young man in the painting 
had a confessor who said the very same thing to him. If you pray the rosary, son, I do, Father, then everything will turn out all right. There is no problem or difficulty that cannot be solved or resolved by faithful, persevering recourse to the rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I say this out of experience. The rosary is Our Lady's gift to the poor and the simple, to the little ones. I think of Blessed Francisco, Blessed Jacinta, and of Lucia of Fatima. I think of Bernadette of Lourdes. The little ones who alone are capable of hearing the gospel in all its purity and of responding to it with a generous heart. It is to such as these, the childlike and the weak, that the rosary is given. And it is to such as these that the rosary rightly belongs. There are no sufferings that cannot be borne peacefully so long as a soul is praying the rosary. This doesn't mean that the rosary magically lessens one's sufferings, not at all, but the rosary obtains for one the grace to submit, to adore, to bear sufferings peacefully. Through the rosary, all the grace and power of our Lord's mysteries pass through Mary's Immaculate Heart into the hearts of the little ones who invoke her, repeating the angel's Ave, we heard in the Gospel of this Mass, over and over and over again. There are illnesses that can be cured through the rosary. There are clouds of darkness and confusion that only the rosary can disperse. And this because it is our Blessed Lady's favorite prayer. A prayer that originated in the heights of heaven. The Ave came from heaven and was carried to earth by an archangel. And that Ave of the Archangel was echoed and amplified by the little ones, the poor, through the ages, a prayer so loved by all the saints, a prayer of disarming power and of immense depth. Don Benedict told me that yesterday, in the parish where he celebrated Holy Mass, he observed the external feast of the Most Holy Rosary. And that he was inspired to present the Rosary as a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> that is to say, the Rosary is the undoing of 
all of Satan's machinations. There are those who find the rosary difficult. Yes, St. Therese was among them. She had difficulty getting through a rosary. She's a doctor of the church. The difficulty lies not so much in the rosary, I think, as in the complexity of those who struggle to enter into its simplicity. Even St. Therese had to grow in simplicity. She wasn't entirely simple from the beginning. In fact, she was a very complicated girl, made simple by grace. And I would think by grace obtained through her perseverance in praying the rosary. And so, on this feast of the Most Holy Rosary, I invite you to pray it, to pray it perseveringly, not intermittently. Through the Rosary, Our Lady Mediatrix of all graces, all comes to us through her hands. Through the rosary, it pleases Our Lady to heal the sick of mind and body, to give peace where there is conflict, to make great saints out of great sinners. Through the rosary, Our Lady sanctifies priests, gives joy to monks, and raises up new vocations in abundance. We have then to heed Our Lady's plea in so many places. At Knock, she did not appear holding the rosary, but the people at the gable end of the church on that rainy night in August 1879 were praying the rosary. And Our Lady, with her uplifted hands, in complete silence, seemed to be welcoming the prayer of the poor addressed to her. And through that prayer, she mysteriously drew them into her silence. Silence that is, at the end of the day, adoration of the Lamb. Pray the rosary then, and for you, as for Mary, the Father will do wondrous things. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.